the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Studio. You can see me live on YouTube. The fascist-friendly Facebook, I believe. Not sure. There might be a couple other venues. My head on there. And and by the way, my head is the normal size. I noticed you used a lot of Pritzker last week. That balloon head coming out of my very um, fashionable Sean Thompson Show t-shirt. Highly recommend you go to 560theanswer.com to purchase your own. We're going to have contests and stuff. i got to figure all that out. You know how to get mad at me when I start giving away t-shirts. And uh, in order to be here live, I had to fly in to O'Hare. And it bothers me because that's my first airport. I remember years ago, we used to take the girls when I would steal my grandmother's Cadillac, take the girls by the road to watch the planes take off. You know, it was like the makeout area. And I used to idolize about going to O'Hare and being able to fly. And then when I was a kid, you go on, you know, you start to travel a little bit. You're so excited. Back then, you used to have to dress like a human being to fly. Now... I don't know what the hell is going on. It's like a changing room at a beach club for some reason. People are under the impression they don't have to look nice to fly or dress like a, a, a man with a job. It's, it's just pathetic. Society has just collapsed. Um, but then I fly into that $8 billion treasure trove of mafia utopia, O'Hare. $8 billion is the new budget. They've been spending hundreds of millions on this mafia bag money laundering scheme called O'Hare Airport for a decade that I know of. It is despicable on the standards of any decency. It is. It, it smells like a urinal. It's filthy. I made the mistake. My wife came and got me, and she thought she was turning the cell phone lot and made the mistake of going in the bottom. That is a nightmare. They got it down to one lane. It stands still. You walk out, there's cigarettes everywhere. There's a bum asking you for the money. I guess in the world of Chicago, it is quite representative of how it should look. But I had to get that off my chest because all I keep thinking about, $8 billion the taxpayers are underwriting for this scam that would make Tony Soprano lick his chops if he were real and didn't eat himself to death. Or it would be more uh, fitting for John Gotti. I think John Gotti is really upset, the Gotti family, that they are not, he's not alive and they're not in Chicago. Because I can only imagine, what the hell are you doing for $8 billion? It looks like a parking lot. It's just disgraceful. But I don't understand because I'm not in government. And that is the example of government efficiency, which brings me to our doddering dimwit in diapers and his National Lampoon's European vacation tour that I guess we're calling NATO and the G7 and Brussels whatever the hell else he can screw up, as it is a true embarrassment. Honestly, I, I, I knew it was going to be bad. I thought for certain he would lose the election outright. I still believe that he did. I'm still astonished that anybody voted for him. Anybody. I mean, only those people who were unaware of who Joe Biden is, what Joe Biden is, and what foreign policy decisions Joe Biden has made for half of a century. The political whore, pliable political whore that he is, has been wrong on every front. And now he finally feels at home, and this is CNN. We got it on right here. The foreign, you know, those, those guys who run those socialist, corrupt countries like Italy, like France, riddled in scandal, and, and, and just people are, are servants there, and the higher echelon of government people and all the slaves underneath, except for the ones that could buy their way up there, they like him. Well, no kidding, they like him. He's one of them, so it's perfect. But Vladimir Putin has identified him as a 50-year political whore. I love the fact that in an interview, he says just that. 
And uh, Joe Biden, for a minute, thought it was 1965 and he could still do a push-up and was a man again. And he accused Vladimir Putin of being a murderer. But like Joe Biden, with no evidence, he should probably look at some of the own history of his party when it comes to political uh, uh, statesmen who present themselves as senators and congressmen and presidents who were more than happy to deploy uh, murder onto innocent people, like his old boss, Barack Obama. When you, uh, 85% of the civilians you kill in a pretend war are civilians, that's murder. So I guess you could say the same thing about Barack Obama. But when asked again, Biden proves everything, every allegation I just said, he proves in one little dissertation. In a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? And I'll continue the trend, if you don't mind, of asking a second question. Do you believe if he does agree to cooperate, then what kind of a challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? And if Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? (laughs) Answer the first question. (laughs) I'm laughing, too. They actually uh, brilliant. Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that uh, uh, Uh the answer is, I believe he is in the past essentially acknowledged that he was uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. Uh Look, um, when I was asked that question on air, I answered it honestly. But it's not much of a I I don't think it matters a whole lot in terms of this next meeting we're about to have in all his glory, in all his his intellectual accolades, the smartest guy in law school, went to school on a scholarship lying plagiarist. There he is when asked a very simple question of him accusing Vladimir Putin of being a murderer. He didn't mention the reporters. He didn't mention the people that spoke out against him that mysteriously disappeared. I mean, I could argue far better than this buffoon, but there he is. And this is the guy that Democrats apparently feel is going to set a tone of strength and intimidation to a guy who arguably is the most convincing Bond villain ever created. Only this one's real. A guy who sacks countries, a guy who has turned a a country like Russia into his own Operating his own business. It's Russia Inc. owned by Vladimir Putin. And although it does explain why he would strengthen Vladimir Putin, doesn't it? I mean, if this was Donald Trump and if Donald Trump would have shut down an American uh, uh, pipeline and weakened American American infrastructure and American oil accessibility and made it harder and the cost went up. I mean, I just bought gas here in Illinois. You're 50 cents more than Florida. But here in Illinois, we're, we're pay, paying, what, $1.40 more a gallon than just a year ago? So he, he weakens our, our dollar, he weakens our nation, and he helps Vladimir Putin deliver a pipeline that will make him hundreds of billions of dollars. Has strengthened Russia. In fact, everything Joe Biden has done is about strengthening our enemies and weakening our allies. So as he goes there to shore up our allies, there's been another little change that's happened quietly. Build back better, his his communist Marxist slogan for his his campaign has now added a couple words. It's called build back the world better. So now we, the people who have a 30 trillion dollar debt, who are completely bankrupt, who have a president so delusional that he not only needs a nurse or his wife to get him off stage all the time, he has he has proposed a $6 trillion, the, the biggest budget by nearly twice of any of his predecessors. Hence, weakening America and strengthening the, the, all, all of our enemies. So if this was Donald Trump, the press would go wild. What does Putin have on Trump? What is the relationship? Because every action that diapers Biden has done has strengthened Vladimir Putin. Yet there are Democrats out there, and I know because I watched Mike Wallace. I watched Mike Wallace. It was painful as he, you know, I know while watching these talking mannequins, they are the propagandists. They are the promoters of the American Marxist Party, and they all voted lockstep for Joe Biden. And as I watched them pretend that Joe Biden is somehow going to set a tone of strength, this feeble, feeble old man who has a unique tell. It's a tell that I noticed when he was running. This whole thing about his campaign will be mad at him. His handlers will be mad at him. His staff will be mad at him if he answers a question. Why would that be? 
I'm going to get in trouble with my my staff. Yeah, go ahead. Why are you going to get in trouble with your staff? You're the president, dummy. This is the guy that's going to sit down with one of the classic strong men in world history. And he's afraid to answer a question from a reporter because he's going to get in trouble from his staff. How does a president get in trouble from his staff? Is anybody curious? Does anybody get concerned when his wife has to shuffle him off of an, of an area when he's getting questions? Listen to me. We have a job as Americans. Now, you're right. I think he's a piece of garbage. I thought that before he declared himself running for, for office. I thought he was a piece of garbage as a senator. But the idea that this man, this facade of a man, represents this country out in public. Listen, if you live with a crazy grandfather, he wants to dress around like your grandmother and juggle in his underpants. Fine. Don't let him go to the store. Who let Joe Biden go to the store here? It's time to invoke and it's time to impeach. He is incapable. He cannot answer questions off script. He is demented. He can't speak in clear sentences. It's preposterous to me that this is the position we're in. But here we are in all his glory. I pretend that you didn't answer you. You have often said uh, repeatedly that America is back. Yes. Uh, At the same time, you've kept in place some Trump-era steel and aluminum sanctions. And I wanted to ask you, when you're having these conversations with European allies who are very concerned about these sanctions... How do you justify that? And what are your plans? 120 days. Give me a break. Need time. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. And this is why we have impeachment. I'm dead serious. Impeach him. You want him to go on another one of these little adventures? God knows what's happening behind closed doors. As now they're, they're changing. And we are underwriting now this foreign socialist Marxist corruption. That they're all excited. They get along with him. You'd get along with him, too. I guess that's how he has Democrat supporters. They all get along with him because he sprinkles the infield. He sends a little sack of Joey other way. He promises free stuff. That's all he's doing in Europe right now. And it's all back. IMF, WHO, you name it because you fund it. Go right ahead. 312-642-5600. Take your calls and comments when I get back. (laughs) That's good stuff. You know, I, uh, I'm getting back, you know, used to not smoking. I love smoking during the show. Adds a little uh, certain ambiance that I enjoy so much. You know, you have to have a little ambiance, but I enjoy the free state of Florida, and I'm very disgusted when I look down at my telephone, and it says in the headline, uh, GOP War Room, DeSantis 2024 watch. Please leave my guy alone. Leave him alone. Leave him right where he is. We're going to need every one of these solid, solid politicians steeped in American principles and Americanism to fight off the American Marxist Party, which is so corrupted, so immoral. It elected a man incapable of running anything, let alone the country. Incapable. In a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? And I'll continue the trend if you don't mind of asking a second question. Do you believe if he does agree to cooperate, then what kind of a challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? And if Ronald Reagan said trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? (laughs) Answer the first question. (laughs) That's just creepy, man. That's just crazy and creepy. You're not cool. You're not Clint Eastwood. You're a moron. And you're making a fool of yourself and you're embarrassing your country. Impeach him. He is incapable. There's a reason we have that rule. Steve Huntley. Hi, Sean. Hey, you know, I, it's too bad this, there's not going to be cameras in here because I'm thinking Putin's going to do one of those drink us thing majiggers. That he did to the, yeah. Why would he do that? But I saw your call and I want to take you for first because why would he do that? The greatest asset to Vladimir Putin is this idiot (laughs) called the American president. I mean, you don't, you do not harm your, your leadest producer, right? This is, this is Vladimir Putin's biggest earner is Joe Biden. Yeah. So that's no, he's way not going to actually do it. No. He's just going to do that thing where he picks up his glass and he, yeah. he goes, oh, here's to you, big guy. And well, he goes to drink it and he stops and he looks at him as, as Biden drinks his. 
and starts laughing. Well, Steve, I'm going to tell you what. I think there's a better likelihood of Vladimir Putin cutting a $100 million check to Joe Biden's campaign contribution coffers. That's if he already didn't put him in there, which he very well may have. Because this is the great... I mean, you could not have helped Vladimir Putin in a shorter period of time more than Joe Biden and his moron policies already have. And what he's doing in the future and how he is colluding with these other corrupt socialist tyrants to guarantee the 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 futilization of the economy under these leaders with their new eco-nazi green deal we the people are destroyed and do you think countries like iran like china like russia give a rip about the green new deal and by the way about the green new deal what about all the smoke going on what's that town by rockford where it's all rockton in rockton it's insanity what's going on there where's all the eco-nazis there put it out somebody put it out can you put it out Instead, they tell the people, uh, close your windows and uh, don't run your air conditioning. Oh, okay. Thank you for the help. Bill, how are you, Bill? Hey, Sean. Absolutely love you, man. Um, and I'm sure you thought of this already. So so what happens? I've got to know uh, when, if you could actually bounce Joe, you get Kamala. Fine. So then what? Fine. You're, you want that. Fine. If you want to win, you want Kamala Harris because not even her mom could like her. She has a personality that dogs don't like her. Nobody likes her. Kids dogs, people, even Democrats, she was at 1% when she was running for president. I say you move her right into top position and let's annihilate them. The only problem is they're already working on that. Did you hear what AOC said about the election? Listen to this. Listen to this, Bill. Mistake. And um, especially if Senate Democrats are not going to pass reforms on H.R. 1, we cannot rely solely on on a wish of winning elections. See, now, I help you, Bill, because I speak gangster. What that means is either we rig each election or we are never going to win again. Because by the time these policies kick in, 60% of Democrats will say, what the hell did you do to me? 60% of Democrats do not want to pay these inflated costs that the Bidenomics will result in. So that's the beauty of it. You want to win? Make sure you get Kamala in there as fast as possible. Bill, you know I love the call. Thank you. We've got short time here. Art and McHenry, how are you, Art? Sean, love you. Love your show, bud. Uh, The question I got is uh, we've heard for years Trump had had to have transcripts of every phone call, every conversation he had with foreign leaders. How come we're not demanding that same information from biden and him him meeting with foreign leaders full transcripts every conversation i want to know every word that's said back and forth art is 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 mchenry still in illinois art i'm just asking you a question god i wish it wasn't trust me man i say i say that (laughs) i live right away a block away from where they film groundhog day and trust me it feels like i'm living the same day over and over uh, the reason i ask you that art is you're an illinoisan and you know as well as any illinoisan There are two separate rules. There are two separate regulations. There are two separate laws. And that is Democrats have different ones. So when you ask where the transcripts are, he has the infrastructure of the American Marxists calling themselves bureaucrats. They love it when a Democrat is in. That's why they go so hard to prevent any Republican art. Thank you so much for the call. I truly appreciate it. We have to be kind of learning a little bit here. We got a hundred years of this kind of corruption, a hundred years of this kind of nonsense and a hundred years of what Joe Biden has been doing for 50 years. And that is corrupting American policy and prostituting it. That's what he does. That's how his moron drug addict son at 21 sits on boards of major companies That's how he is set up as an investment banker with John Kerry's stepson and their pal. This is how they work. You know, Secretary Blinken, you know what his qualification was? He was Joe Biden's assistant. That's it. He's the number three most powerful person in the country. There are no standards. It goes right back to how I started the show in the O'Hare. They're stealing $8 billion and misappropriating who knows how much of that. I don't even know what the hell the work they're doing aside from creating a mess. In Democrat mafias, this is acceptable. The nation has become Chicago. This is now acceptable. 312-642-5600. Good song. That song reminds me of how Dan Prof dresses. Um... You know, we have very surface knowledge. We are really 
to our own demise, willful idiots and willful pigeons on so many levels. When our media that we know is corrupted tells us a fairy tale, a story, a Hans Christian Anderson, we just say, oh, okay, all right, seems good to me. But there's actually devastation out there in the real world. Erdogan, Erdogan from Turkey has been, not only is his country in absolute and total economic turmoil, it's pretty much a depression. People are, 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 are virtually hopeless, all except for the connected to organized crime. This is from the New York Times, and this is dated May 18th of this year. Um, claims from an organized crime boss rock Tur- Turkey's government. President Erdogan already happened to be in an economic crisis. Allegations of corruption have bantied him his entire career. Now, apparently, an organized crime boss, Sadat Peker, in Istanbul, claims that he has evidence of corruption all the way up to Erdogan's office for decades. An organized criminal has been caught, massive uh, accusations of drug dealing, suspicion of deaths, murder, mayhem, uh, and he's got human trafficking in here as well. So the gangsters in Turkey have a very cozy relationship with the president. You know, the one that, that Biden just fist, fist pumped. As we were told about Syria... I will never forget the fact that Assad was not only educated in America, but after September 11th, who were, he was among the first to try and help us. Now, granted, you can't take help from a lot of enemies, and they all are running counterintelligence, but Assad has been attacked and demonized, yet he has arguably the cleanest record, if that's possible, in that region. He also wins his elections. He also has... Uh, a voting system that can be audited, unlike America. So I'm not too quick to believe the tagline that Assad is bad, Erdogan good. I don't buy that. Erdogan is also a rabid, rabid anti-Semite. He has direct links to um, funding Hamas with both money and weapons. He also has been tied to this latest bombing um, uproar in, in Israel. He's been very open about um, his opinion that Israel should in the very least, have at least a very small presence or none at all. So he's not my kind of guy. We've got Joe Biden out there, and he's trying to get a hold of all of this. Where um, we can work together with Russia, for example, uh, in, uh, in Libya, we should be opening up the, 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 the passes to be able to go through and provide, uh, provide uh, um, food assistance and economic assistance, I mean, he means vital assistance to uh, a population that's in real trouble. I think I'm going to try very much hard to, uh, it, it is, um, by the way, there's places where, I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here, but let me say it this way. Russia has engaged in activities which are, we believe are contrary to international norms, but they have also um, uh, bitten off some real problems they're going to have trouble chewing on. It's embarrassing. And, for example, the rebuilding of, uh, of, uh, of Syria, of, uh, of Libya, of, you know, this is, they're there. And as long as they're there without the ability to bring about some order in the, in the region, and you can't do that very well without providing for the basic economic needs of people. So I'm hopeful that we can find an accommodation that where we can save the lives of people in, for example, in, uh, in Libya. Uh, that, uh you mean Syria? Big idiot. You know, I, I think about if, if, if Trump had done this. You know, there were calls that he was mentally unstable since the time he won. This is proof that our president today, this president, is mentally unstable. There is, this is not time to play nice or try to get along. You're not going to get along with people that would say that this man is capable. I can't get along with him. We're not going to reason with people that would say that Joe Biden is capable of being in the position he is in. He is incapable. It is time to impeach. It is time to invoke the 20. Fifth, it is time that we grab the mantra of the Marxists in America every time they lose an election they don't like. But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. Yeah, what that dummy said. Teresa on the north side. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Sean. Uh, God, it is so 
painful to listen to Biden. I mean, it really is. And I agree, he definitely should be impeached. But then we would, you know, we'd be stuck with Kamala Harris. And if the Republicans had the guts to impeach her, wouldn't we be stuck with Nancy Pelosi? I mean, and this, wouldn't she step man, in at that point? Then what do we do? See, what happens at these meetings is not the photo ops that we see. The, the photo ops we see normally are very polished. See, the part that, that what I'm pulling out, this is supposed to be flawless salesman BS. The fact that he cannot yeah. do this makes me wonder what the hell is he doing behind closed doors? Because it's no coincidence yeah. that they changed that build back the world better. He took that mantra, yeah. that Marxist phrase, and he was running on it. And the whole time he was doing it, when I was filling in for Steve Cortez, I said, you do realize what he's saying is that he will seize control of our economy and seize control of the money to, make, to change forever the way in which the economy has a velocity to it, flows. That's a very thing to be afraid of. What he's now doing is meeting with this cabal of, of, of collectivists, of these, these socialists, who believe themselves to be better than everyone in their country. Every one of these G7 countries is a fascist, socialist country. Every one of them. And now what they're doing is he is promising that we are going to underwrite them financially. The only reason they're in this meeting is because they all agree to use the dollar as their, as their exchange currency. So now why yeah. would they agree to that? The reason is he's bribing them. So this whole thing, he's, I got the one on NATO. He's bribing NATO. The one thing Donald Trump did, he pulled back our money. They actually had $400 billion in reserves because he made all the other countries agree to the original commitment of NATO when the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union. We're running against a phantom now. We really are. The real enemy is yeah. not is not Russia. The real enemy, to a certain extent, are some of the countries that he pretends are our allies, like Erdogan right. and Turkey. This is a corrupt government. This is a corrupt government where the people are living in the in, in depression era quality of life. And he is riddled in scandal and he controls all the judges. So he's not going anywhere. And we're we just keep funding it. And he's fist pumping this guy today. I don't know if you saw the video. It's sickening to me. It's the equivalent yeah, of Hugo Chavez it. putting his arm around Barack Obama. It's sickening. And yeah. the, the problem is the Democrats don't care because they get on airplanes in their bathing suits. And we already established they have no standards. Thank you so much. Teresa, you know I love the calls. Art, Arlington Heights. How are you? Wonderful, Art. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Um, I'm, I'm more interested, I think we'll have a more stable government if Biden is being run by a committee of people trying to keep him out of trouble then by Kamala Harris, who is not mentally deficient, but is totally evil. She doesn't okay. need help running the government and killing the country. She'll Would you rather, well, maybe it's because I negotiate for a living. Would you rather negotiate against somebody who is incapable and is, is getting advice from everybody and whose word really means nothing but the devil is in the details that we don't even know about, right? So what's happening now is he's fist-pumping, CNN is throwing him on news, uh, America's back, everyone has respect for us, and in the meantime, we are underwriting their economies of their the most corrupt nations among the most corrupt nations in the world. Or would you rather have somebody you don't like who you can negotiate against, and at least it's that one person versus the cabal of collusion you're describing under a Biden administration? I would rather right now have a committee of people who are trying to keep really? people out of trouble. Really? Well, the, the committees are how people stay in power. I think that committee will do a better job than Camille Harris will do. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think you're trying to lose at a pace you're comfortable with. I want to face the opponent who is wrong and destroy them on every topic. Right now, he has the sympathy and the pity of American seniors. He has the sympathy and the pity of American corrupt Democrats who just want their piece of the pie. And he has the, the, the who cares he's paying for my tuition and health care of young people and welfare babies. So I would rather have Kamala Harris in front, who her dog will not lick her face unless she has A1 sauce on it. Thank you so much for the call. I truly appreciate it. We have time for Matt? Yeah? No? All right. Hang on, Matt. We'll get to you and the rest. 312-642-5600. I have one line open when I get back. Oh, good call. I love that one. Love it. Don't let me turn on. I told you about this damn Drudge Report. Exclusive. Democrats exploring a patriot tax on multimillionaires' wealth. Ooh, they're going to call it a patriot tax. Yes, if you've amassed a couple of million dollars, they're coming to take 2.5%. 
And if you really made a lot of money, well, then they're going to take 5%. And why? They're going to give it to Erdogan and the rest of this socialist scum. I've had enough. I've had enough of this demonizing people who somehow have managed to navigate and put wealth together, and they're the bad ones. But the virtuous people are the scum socialists who are corrupt to their bone marrow, whether they speak English or not. Sickening to me, these Democrats. Matt, South Bend. How are you, Matt? Hey, Sean, you guys are rocking it today, definitely. Um, I'm in studio and... Uh, working with somebody that doesn't have any intelligence. Okay. So, we're going to see that, uh, you know, the way things are coming up for Biden right now, he's going to be on permanent jet lag for the rest of his term. I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm just disgusted that, that any American, and I mean this, I, I, you, listen, you know, I get called all the time, oh, you always think you're right. It, well, yes, but that doesn't mean everybody has to agree with me, and that doesn't mean I can't respect other opinions. I do. The problem I have is you've got a guy that's been wrong for literally 50 years. He's been wrong. He's over there fist-pumping dictators and murderers of their people. He is demonizing Vladimir Putin because it's easy. And he is putting his arms around Xi Jinping, Mao Zedong's illegitimate son, from the, from the, the, the loin, the fruit of his loins, the communist who's got 2.5 million people in slave labor and he's murdered. We don't even know how many millions. I'm just sick of the stupidity and I'm sick of the Democrat voter who would look at this feeble, feeble man and say, yeah, he's my guy. I mean, have you no standards? It's just sickening to me, Matt. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right, let's clear the boards. Dave in Lansing. Hey, Sean, did you ever see the film Weekend at Bernie's? Oh, of course I did. <laughs> yeah, Bernie was a little, had a little more charisma than Biden. Yes, I saw it. Right, if you're gonna, but if you're going to do a movie, listen, Dave, if you're going to do a movie, Poltergeist, The Reverend, that's Joe Biden. Looks just like him, <laughs> except he had a little more, a little more oomph in his step. But go ahead. Right, right, right. And uh, my, my uh, hypothesis is I'm guessing that the reason Biden can't uh, answer the questions during these press conferences is because his puppeteers can't answer the question. But, but, but seriously, um, I, 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 I placed a little side bet that uh, Biden will be gone by June of 2021, which is why I am planning on a Harris presidency. And me personally, this is just me, I'm, I'm increasing precious metals a little bit because I think Harris would encourage war more because I don't think anybody in the on the in the, in the geographic you know political sphere respects yeah. Harris. So I think it I think doesn't it'd be more it, war. It, well, it doesn't matter. These 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 policies strengthen our enemies and weaken our allies. And until the American people understand that, we're just going to be stuck in this soiree of failure, and it's a fungible Democrat at the head. But what Joe Biden proves is there are no standards of acceptability. This man is incapable, and we, the American people, should not accept it. It is outrageous. And as far as I'm concerned, anything he agrees to doesn't mean anything to me. He is not capable of entering a contract. I think you could argue that Joe Biden cannot sign a lease on a car and still be held accountable for the payments. There are actually clauses of mental capacity when you're agreeing to things, let alone when you're the American president. It's, the, it's, it's sickening to me. Lee and Hammond, I got 30 seconds. Oh, I didn't hit the right button. Lee and Hammond, I got 27 seconds. Go ahead. Franchise board? Yeah. Yes, I have. Uh, he wrote it back in 1998. It's all about the New World Order, and it's obvious that that uh, what you call Biden hadn't got an original idea in his whole head. He's just a puppet, an empty suit of his whole thing. And the weapon will be green energy. We'll discuss that and more when we get back. I'm sorry, Lee. I ran out of time. Don't be mad. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. happens when the core tenets of Americanism are under attack? What happens in a country built on liberty, freedom, property of yourself, of your life? 
What happens when that's voted away? Can it be voted away in a republic? Have we devolved into a European mobocracy where 51% vote away the rights of 49%? Sure feels like it. Sure feels like it. In fact, I noticed it very early on when I didn't buy the Hans Christian Andersen. I'm just going to speak for myself here. I never believed the bat story and the wet market. Never. Not on day one. Not now. And I will never believe it. It is poppycock. It is for pretend doctors with their Northwestern degrees and their Soviet art, like Dr. Robert Murphy at WGN, the fascist pig that he's always been, finally, finally gets to enforce his Marxism in the name of health safety. Just like all these little demigods, even the females that dress like Geppetto, Lori Lightfoot, they love this last year. This has been a major win for them. And they're going to have a real hard time given the power back a real hard time. Now, what I always say is let's take a look at where people have accepted they are less than their leaders. My favorite example, Great Britain, the aristocrats, the phony aristocrats, the ones who must walk around. I can't even imagine what it's like to feel people born from a shallow gene pool with ears like catcher's mitts, brains the size of acorns like Prince Charles is better than you. I don't know what it's like to look at that fat, derriered old hag and call her a queen. God save the queen. Get the hell out of here. There is no royalty on this planet. None. Nobody is better than you, and you're not better than anybody. It's that simple. We all start out equal, little babies in diapers. Some of us have silver spoons and trust funds, and you can walk around at 600 pounds and five foot seven, and people call you governor. That's not everybody. Those are trust funds, and that's a little different. But in this country, you're all the same. There is no royalty. So I always look to those countries to see how people are willing to be slaves. And it makes me very nervous, always did. So when Boris Yeltsin, putz that he is, comes out and tells the people, you know what, we've decided we're really worried about this uh, variant, right? And they, they blame it on a country, the Indian variant. Rather than the evidence that this is a genetically modified weaponized virus that is adapting because that's what it's designed to do. And your phony viruses or vaccines mean nothing. Your vaccine means nothing. It'll adapt and overcome. Good thing is it was made in China. And like most things made in China, doesn't work real well. It's only got a 1% kill rate, which given how bad it could be, is a lot better than it, than it was probably constructed to be. So Boris kind of tips his hand into what I believe is going to be coming back to America very soon. Vaccination greatly reduces transmission and two doses provide a very high degree of protection against serious illness and death. But there are still millions of younger adults who have not been vaccinated. And sadly, a proportion of the elderly and vulnerable may still succumb even if they have had two jabs. You're going to die. And that's why we're so concerned by the Delta variant that is now spreading faster than the third wave that was predicted in the February roadmap. We're seeing cases growing by about 64% per week, and in the worst affected areas, it's doubling every week. And the average number of people being admitted to hospital in England has increased by 50% week on week and by 61% in the Northwest which may be the shape of things to come, because we know the remorseless logic of exponential growth. And even if the link between infection and hospitalization has been weakened, it hasn't been severed. And even if the link between hospitalization and death has also been weakened, I'm afraid numbers in intensive care in ICU are also rising. And so we've obviously faced a very difficult choice. We can simply keep going with all of step four on June the 21st, even though there is a real possibility that the virus will outrun the vaccines and that thousands more deaths would ensue that could otherwise have been avoided. Or else we can give the NHS a few more crucial weeks to get those remaining jabs into the arms of those who need them. And since today, I cannot say that we have met 
all our four tests for proceeding with step four on June the 21st, I think it is sensible to wait just a little longer. By Monday the 19th of July, we will aim to have double-jabbed around two-thirds... Ah, God, everything they do is boring, these limeys. I tell you what, terrible, very boring. But here's the story. You're going to be shut down another six weeks. All for your own good. That's what they just did today. That just happened today. So a government that is willing to sell you a lie from the very onset of this virus lied to us about where it came from isn't going to tell you the truth now. This isn't a relationship. You're not dating these politicians. It's not baseball where guys run around chasing balls in their costumes. This is real life. Lie to me once, shame on you. Lie to me twice, shame on me. So now I don't believe a word that comes out of their filthy political whore mouths. I really don't. The only time I like to hear a politician is when he's got a grudge, when he's aggravated at the nonsense, when he knows that he's tired of listening to more lies, and when he knows he's got nothing to lose. That's Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo was on with Mike Wallace's little guy, I guess, little boy, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, a longtime Democrat propagandist, supporter, and voter. Chris Wallace, somebody who clearly promoted the diapers Biden and clearly supports that agenda. And I want you to hear it. You also criticize uh, President Biden for not pushing hard enough on China to uh, learn the the origins of of the coronavirus. But I want to, again, go back to your administration and the record there. President Trump and his team, including you, had almost a year after the the COVID-19 first came on the scene to really press Beijing on on what the origins were when the evidence was much fresher. Uh, Now, uh, there's no question that the president pulled back from the WHO, the World Health Organization. But what did President Trump and his administration, including the Secretary of State, do to press China harder to get the evidence on where the COVID-19 virus came from? Because we still don't know. Yeah, we do. Uh, Chris, the predicate of your question is all wrong. We have a really good idea what happened here. There is an enormous amount of evidence that there was a leak from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. There's a there's a pile of evidence a uh, hundred feet high. I have I have high confidence that that's the case. We pressed the Chinese Communist Party really hard, not just the State Department, but our CDC and others too. We withdrew from the WHO, which become politicized. This administration chose to get back in that. I, I don't know what tools they think they're going to use, but we were serious in this endeavor. We'd made clear that there would be real cost to the Chinese Communist Party. We built out op- Operation Warp Speed. I was thrilled to hear they're going to distribute these vaccines around the world to countries that need it. They couldn't do that, but for the work that happened under Project Warp Speed, it was remarkable and historic work. We put real pressure on the Chinese Communist Party, and we got very close to being able to make a laydown case for what actually happened and how this virus came to kill millions of people around the world and destroy billions of dollars in wealth. We know enough now. Brilliant. The cover-up continues, and it's time for accountability. So just to button this up, and I want to ask you about one more question. Do you believe that the virus came from a lab leak from the Wuhan Institute? I do. There you go. I mean, that's a guy you want to talk about the no. It's a secretary of state. That's that's no tomfoolery there. That's a guy who's seen information we're not going to see. And now we're going to have to believe the word of liars and propagandists like Mike Wallace's daughter. We're going to have to just rely on their interpretation of facts as they've been. I know it's Chris Wallace. I said Mike Wallace's daughter. All right. Implied Chris, Mike Wallace's daughter. We're going to have to rely on his storytelling, on his interpretation. We're going to have to rely on his spin. As they push back to the bat, he was eating sushi. He got sick. He coughed on a butterfly. It flew across the ocean. And ta-da, there you go. Versus a country that has harbored ill will and is run by a communist Marxist regime that has murdered people and hidden evidence for the last, I don't know, 4,000 years. I'll give them 1,000 years that maybe they tried to let people be free rather than putting them in, in, in chains. But for the last 4,000 years, China has been a communist hellhole. Period. End of story. Now we're going to have to believe their story. I don't believe it. But let that be said, I don't believe American politicians. 
I specifically don't believe that they want to give us our lives back. I don't believe that they want to help us rebuild our lives and turn over these chains of abuse we've accepted over the last year and three months. I don't believe it. And I understand when they utilize their new vaccine as a lever of power against me to get my freedom back, I have a problem with it. You know who else has a problem with it? You'd be amazed. Healthcare workers have a problem with it. New tonight, a big show of support for a Houston Methodist nurse who spearheaded a legal fight against mandatory COVID vaccines. Today was the deadline for holdout employees to get the vaccine or lose their jobs. But employees who refuse to get the shot are also refusing to give up their fight. Marcelino Benito shows us what happened tonight and what happens next. Marcelino. Guys, tonight many of these Houston Methodist employees gathered together for the first time. Their two-week unpaid suspension is now underway. When it's over, they'll be fired, all for choosing not to get vaccinated. After weeks of taking a stand against Houston Methodist Hospital's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, Jennifer Bridges, the nurse at the center of a now federal lawsuit, walked out of Methodist Hospital Baytown for the last time. I cried the whole way out. Waiting for her was a crowd of supporters and dozens of nurses who are losing their jobs, too, for declining to roll up their sleeves for the vaccine. I'm going to go to break, but I want you to think about this. They're declining to put an experimental drug in their body and they're losing. They're losing their occupation. They're losing their jobs and they're in the medical industry. These are medical professionals who are now not entitled to their opinion. It's not a real estate broker, not a talk show host, not a mechanic, not a truck driver. These are people who work in the medical industry that say, I don't want it. And in a country built on freedom, liberty, and the property right of your body, they're losing their job. And does anybody want to guess how a federal judge just ruled today? 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. We don't get fooled again. Now, there's going to be a discussion on whether Methodist Hospital, which is a non-for-profit, is a private company, although it receives public money. Number one, can a private company implement a policy that says if you don't get the vaccination, you lose your job? Well, I think it depends on the money, number one, but that's just this hospital. How could a city do it? How could a city run by a dwarf tell you that you cannot walk free? Without a mask, you can't go to restaurants, you can't go to picnics if you don't have your vaccine. So who gets to tell you, the private or the public, or when there's a hybrid? Who gets to make that choice for you? But is it not only, is that the point, or is it the point that somebody in the medical field doesn't want to take it? I kind of feel betrayed a little bit. Many of these men and women spent the last year and a half treating COVID-19 patients. I work in the ER, so it was crazy during the whole COVID pandemic. And it's like we were short-staffed over capacity with patients. Like it was just a lot. And then it's like for them to kind of do this to us, kind of like a slap in the face. Or that's how I felt. Today was the deadline to get vaccinated. And Houston Methodist CEO Dr. Mark Boom says 99% of employees are immunized. He added, it's unfortunate that today's milestone of Houston Methodist becoming the safest hospital system in the country is being overshadowed by a few disgruntled employees. They're not disgruntled. They want to put property over their own body. Why is it that we're so complacent in putting this chemical in our body? Why do we believe from the word of liars, from the mouth and lips of liars? They lie to you for a living. Every word they says, if their lips are moving, it's a lie. Think about them over the years and the trillions of dollars that have been made. Weapons of mass destruction. Okay. If you only have a short-term memory, you want to go back to the Middle East and the Iraq. What's in Iraq? I don't know. We'll make a left turn. We know it's Afghanistan. Don't worry about it. We'll rebuild it. After all, they want us to kill them for their own freedom. What about... Uh, the, the, the Vietnam War, that whole lie. Gulf of Tumpkin. What about all every lie they've ever told you? Now you believe them. Now you do. Or are you just such a, a willful slave? You're willing to take a shot. And moreover, do you have the ability to deny it? Well, not if they limit your freedom. Not if they, I'm sure these people will go get jobs. I hope they do. There's a lot of hospitals that need a lot of people. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is, do you have possession over your own body? Let's go to our famous libertarian who likes to vote for Democrats. Hi, Tom. Deer Park. Hi, Sean. Hey, 
Um, yeah, so my take is this, uh, conservative, you own a business or run a business, no shoes, no shirt, no service. No I Biden voters, suspected. no Biden voters store in my store. It's, well, that's what I, I told Misty two things. Uh, you know, first of all, the cake with Oberfeld, they didn't want to bake uh, the cake. And, uh, you know, it took me a while to wrap my mind around that, but it made sense because that's the freedom of the business owner, as is at the cigar store. If, you know, you yeah, but the, sign the, up, the, you the hospital. I can go to it's your store. The hospital take, right. And the hospital, when you have a non for profit and you take public money, is it yours? That's kind of a convoluted question. So, in my opinion, I don't think it is. Once you're subsidized by the people, you're a property of the people, in my opinion. That's just the store. But my broader point was you're experiencing this and you're watching it in Chicago, Illinois, specifically. Joe Biden came out last week and said, this is for people who are vaccinated, this opening up. Not for you. I mean, there are two things that can live in the same room. And this is an important thing. And if you're a libertarian, you, of course you believe it's the right to your body. You don't believe that you should have to put a chemical in your body in order to live free, do you? Correct. Right. However, okay. all, of however. Kids, all of our kids to go to school had to get vaccinated. Is that right? And, uh, you know, I, I support that. You do? So you, you support putting an experimental drug into your adolescent's body? Uh, no, for vaccination for months. See, vaccinations are a victim of their success. Those are those are vaccinations that have age brackets and younger this, people. This they don't know what polio is. They don't know what mumps is. They don't know. I, what I've heard the argument, is. Tom, and I'll agree with it because those vaccinations are decades old. This has been made in months and untested. You want me to put it in my kid's body? Why? Because a politician says so. The same one who told you it came from a bat in a wet market. Sorry, Tom. Not my kid. Not on your life. Verlan, Southside. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Sean. Unless the government mandates it, businesses cannot be absolved. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a little story. A, a woman that did not even do her job and flipped off all my supervisors. She took them to court and won twenty-five thousand dollars. It was called wrongful termination. Yeah. Because she won her argument. You cannot fire me without paying me severance pay. I will sue. Well, Verlon, There's no way in hell. I love it, but I'm going I'm to have to rain on your parade. A federal judge just ruled against over 100 Houston hospital workers in this particular case. A federal judge who I'm going to bet, Verlon, I'm going to bet... I'll bet you a dinner at Gibson's, and this time we'll pay to check, a dinner at Gibson's that this judge is a Democrat. And this is why you don't vote for judges if they don't have the courage to put their party affiliation next to their name. Because the system we turn to is, in fact, our abuser. A federal judge ruled against over 100 Houston hospital workers in this particular case. Anybody want to guess if it was a Democrat or not? 312 642 5,600. I like that song. I was letting it breathe. Get nervous. A full house on the, on the phone here. I want to get to everybody's call before we move on. So let's go with Nikki in Oak Park. She thinks I'm wrong on my wager of a Democrat judge. Is it a she or a he? <laughs> it's uh, me? Yes. It's not a, a, yeah. Um, um, let me just tell you, though, that I happened to read Health Impact News earlier today, uh-huh. and that report came up about the judge. He, it doesn't really say whether he's a Democrat. His name is Lynn, uh, Judge Lynn Hughes. Uh-huh. But they say that Ronald Reagan, he's a Ronald Reagan appointee. Yeah, but you know what I'm reminded of? So was Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy. So we got about a 50-50 shot. Right. Of him being, um, you know, a Democrat or Republican, because as I always say, I don't get too excited when they put Reagan's name on a lot of stuff because I'm well aware of the Bush family and the influence of the corporatists. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd like to know because, um, you know, I can't find it because that's what the first thing I did. I thought, well, what is he? But I can't find that. They do say, though, that Reagan was the one who signed that. um, What was it called? The one that prevented them from getting uh, sued. And, oh, National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act? Yes, yes. And yes. Reagan's the one that signed that. Yeah, which is outrageous. 
which is outrageous. This is why I don't I don't worship men. There's a lot of things right. he did that I think is outrageous. I really do. Um, you know, I think so much of, of, of what happened with the drugs and the CIA and the Iran contra, I think that's terrible stuff. Do I think he was fully aware of it all? No. But when you mm-hmm. when you hold harmless people who you are now mandating, you put a chemical into your body and your child's body and they're held harmless no matter what goes wrong. You have no recourse. At which point do you realize you are not in charge of your own physical body and you are a guinea pig for government? I have a real problem with forced anything. And I don't care who signs it. I don't care if it's Reagan. I don't care if it's a Kennedy. I don't care who it is. If you sign oh, it agree. and you're, you're usurping my right over my body, you're a tyrant. So that was wrong and it was terrible. I don't care who signed it. But thank you very much, Nikki. I appreciate the call. And you know how odd it is for a female conservative in Oak Park? You better go play the mega game. Thank and, you very- and I work and I work in the school system. <laughs> That's oh really hard. God. That is like a trifecta of impossibility. <laughs> Nikki, I hope you stay strong. I appreciate it. I'll see you over at Fresh Market, although they do make great soap. Fresh Market, the organic soap, I highly recommend it. Everything else, not so much. Fred, take them off the advertiser list. Wonder Lake, how are you, Fred? Fred? Yes, sir, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? Very good, very good. Now, Wonder Lake, where are hey, you? Where is Wonder Lake? Why, I'm drawing a blank. Where is Wonder Lake? Wonder Wonder Lake is in between Woodstock, McHenry, and Richmond. Can you see the smoke from this thing? Um, no, right. I wasn't looking. I've Thank been God. very busy today. All right, anyway, go ahead. I called to pretty much say exactly what that woman said. I saw the same article probably that she saw, mm-hmm. and it said it was a Reagan appointee. It didn't say whether it was Republican or Democrat. But do you, on the let, topic, let me ask you this, because I, mean, I don't care what your, your background is. Do you agree? That you should be forced to capitulate or lose your livelihood in an in an institution that may very well have charitable contributions or public funding. At that point, I don't believe it's a private company. What do you think? I don't believe it's a private company either at that point. And I don't think you should ever be forced into anything like this. And the whole thing is literally terrifying. It, it, I was listening to the radio show this morning, Mike Gatt having uh, health issues ever since he got the vaccine. My buddy's dad's been having health issues ever since he got the vaccine. Yeah, they're not dead. But now are these health issues related to the vaccine? My in-laws, my, my mother, my mother-in-law told me she's had a headache ever since. My father-in-law nearly died. I told you I've had personal friends. And here's another thing. I believe they're suppressing the reactions to COVID because it's in their best interest to do so. I really believe that. That's how suspicious I am. I am now suspicious of my government. And everything they say, as far as I am concerned, is an attack on my liberty and my individuality and my Americanism and the principles that built this country. I believe the greatest threat to America is the American government, and it pains me to say that. Well, I'm 100% with you there, bud, and uh, this vaccine thing, it's 100% terrifying. Fred, I hope we can become very good friends friends and play gin in the concentration camp they put us in. Thank you very much. Vince in Crystal Lake. Hey, uh, did you get your uh, VD passport? Do you find that offensive? So is our government. Our government's being very offensive. Yeah, I I, I got nervous when you said VD. I was thinking 1984 again. I'm I'm fine. Everything cleared up. (laughs) No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Vince. John in his car. Hey, uh, and Sean, I'm a I'm a physician, and there's an important concept you got to everyone needs to keep in mind, and that's called informed consent. Because whenever you do any medical intervention, there's pluses and minuses, there's risks and benefits. I do that every day. I have to get consent from my patients when I do a procedure. The problem I have is the University of Illinois is requiring my daughter to get this vaccination. And it's well known that there's the benefits of this vaccination in people under 18 is like minimal. A lot of them already have had it. And you're risking an immune response. Who knows what's happening right now? They've, no, they've found out that there's increased incidence of myocarditis, which is heart inflammation in these patients. Who knows what's going to happen 30 years from now from these people that get that. I want to know if some of your listeners, there's got to be some attorneys out there that we can do something like sue the University of Illinois to stop this craziness. I've been waiting for that forever. I've had some that are interviewed, I think, to a certain point, John. People are afraid of the government, and I think that's a sin, number one. But I wanted to ask you another question. I remember years ago I used to read a little bit on on some medical issues. Is it true that that adolescents actually continue to change um, uh, 
till they're 21 years old. But isn't there always kind of something that happens to kids from pub- puberty on to 21? I mean, their body is forming. In some cases, some organs aren't fully developed. Isn't shouldn't there be? Shouldn't we be nervous about introducing this to their bodies? Oh, we should. Yeah, we should be. I mean, the brain isn't fully developed to age 25. They've done that from MRI serial studies over the last 20 years, and it's probably the case in other organs too. But, I mean, the whole thing is your your immune response is a tricky thing, and if you overactivate it, I mean, you could have lifelong problems. You know, a lot of immune diseases is the body attacks itself. And you're putting this virus in there, uh, you know, it's an experimental vaccine, and to, and to be guinea pigs on kids, especially young kids. It's outrageous. I mean, it's, it's they, insane. They just yeah, passed I mean, this thing last thing. week that Johnson & Johnson wants to do infants. Are you crazy? Uh, it, yeah, that, it, the, the sickening thing is, like, you know, universities, no one's questioning this. I mean, it's about time physicians, you know, do no harm, stand up and have some guts and put, stop this. I want crazy. to thank you, John. Really I want to thank you for calling because you know what it is? It's it's more than just somebody on the radio or, or, or somebody who has is powerless. You're a doctor. You have power. I am so glad you're out there. Please keep it up, John. Please keep up the fight. Thank you very much. That really is important. It really is important. we got to start using our heads. These are our kids. Why do we believe all of these liars? All they've ever done is lie to us. Now you believe them, and you're going to put a chemical in your body and your child's. I'm sorry. It's time we do some thinking. 312-642-5600. You know, I think the worst uh, worst opinion to have is my opinion, and that is that I have absolutely no respect for people because of a job title. None, zero. I realized as a young kid when I saw an attorney fall down a flight of stairs, I said, you know, they're just people, just people, regardless of their job titles. Some are good, some are bad, most are in the middle. Um, but IRS agents, I don't really care for them. They are in a position to basically go after their fellow citizens and strip them of their money the whole time misappropriating it. IRS says it's working as fast as possible after complaints about tax refunds and delays. Oh, you get all the time you need. Take your time. When we're late, I believe it's 25% compounded monthly. One set of rules for you, one for us. Despicable. All right, let's back up to the topic. Mark in Rochelle. Yeah, I was just curious because I always like, kind of like your last advertisement you were talking about, I always follow the money. Yeah. I wonder who own, who owns stock in these uh, companies making the vaccines. Just the politicians what, who have, what, uh, who have uh, uh, made it so that everybody in the planet has to take them. That's all. Politicians exactly. and their staff. As soon as, you, yeah. as soon as you make them mandatory, what happens to the stock? Exactly. And then there's a couple, of course, I'm sure there's a couple of the people who actually financed the development of the Fauci flu, they're probably got some stock too. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate the way you think, and I'll meet you in the concentration camp as well. Thank you very much, Ed. Chicago Heights. Hey. Yes, uh, I, I just thought I'd inform you that uh, I was vaccinated, um, and that's uh, with protein-based vaccines, meaning that I got the uh, measles, mumps, rubella, and chicken pox. This vaccine. Uh, it's uh, well, despite the unprecedented speed, mRNA vaccine unproven. They've been trying to pass it through the EMA. Uh, I'm uh, mostly spent my time in Europe. The EMA is equivalent of the FDA, and since 2001, it just can't fly past the test. It hasn't flown past the FDA. It's clinically unproven. Why? So you're talking about because the one the, that uh, they, they developed this one off of, the one that was originally developed for SARS. Yes. Yeah, because there's no large scale human trials. Yeah, and as the other doc, as a doctor before me was saying, I'm I'm in math. I'm a math. Uh, uh, oh, they're, they're getting rid of your agent. industry altogether. There's no more math. It's very racist. But go ahead. Well, that's why I went into uh, uh, scientific visualization with uh, computer science. But uh, you're right. Um, artificial intelligence is uh, can do most anything I can do, except for. Uh, Integration. They yeah. can derive everything, but now, the, integration the, still. The European anyway. FDA, they're the ones that rubber stamped and approved thalidomide, correct? Uh, that's correct. Oh, that's the well. EMA, the European Medicines. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and they're, um, mm. well, you know, it's, uh, in, at least in Austria, there was a group of doctors that said, hey, man, uh, it's like that other doctor that was just previously on before me mm-hmm. said, because um, there was a doctor in uh, Florida whose friend, his name's Dr. Jerry Spivak. Your audience can look that up. Mm-hmm. He's uh, 
there was a, a Florida doctor that died, and even though he's with Johns Hopkins, who's uh, really not on our side, uh, I Stanford, heard about this. Uh, yeah. Yes, and he said that the ITP, which is uh, idiopathic thrombocytopentic um, uh, purpura, it's uh, a disorder that killed him, and he was young, and, and it, there was two reasons. It's, it's almost a solid case. Only the you know, relatively young, healthy guy, he uh, can only suspect a trigger from the vaccine, and that killed yeah, him. So terrible. ITP... Well, Here's the thing, Ed. Imagine the fact that what you've just said is now the equivalent of treason, and you are guilty by your governments for speaking against it. And if you think I'm kidding, you're wrong. There's been everything from, thanks for the call, Ed. There's been workplace complaints about people who speak out against the the vaccine. It's been insane what's going on, and you are losing your right to your opinion, and you should be very nervous. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi. um, Over the weekend... I met a little girl over at Home Depot was wearing a mask, and I told her, you know, what I thought about it, and I gave her all the information to look it up, and finally she took off her mask, and she was working there. But my point is, is, you know, it's really bothering me that Christians are so just complacent with everything that's going on right now. There is a complacency that's going on, and Franklin Graham is sitting there touting this uh, vaccine. He, has, he knows nothing about it, and then I see the Muslims who are like, F that. I'm not doing that. I'm not putting this stuff in my kids. You can forget about it. And I see other religions not going along with it. And I'm just wondering, what is it about the Christian religion and the people raised in America that just think authority? Well, I don't know if it's, I don't know, you know, Candace, I I don't know if I tie it to a religion specifically to the great percentage of people that are are very good followers. I think about 70% of America, of, of all people, of all people are very, very good followers, and that's the problem. Mike and Juliet. Hey, Sean. Uh, basically, I wanted to tell you, we came across a story. It was called uh, The Daily Exposed. Basically, well, Mike, was here's the thing, Mike. I know what you're going to say because I can read it on the screen, and I'm not, nice. com- I'm not very comfortable with that. So what I'm going to okay. do is I'm going to ask you to verify it and call me tomorrow. Can you do that for me? I want you to read it yes, in somewhere God, else man. and verify it, Mike. I'm not hanging up on you. I'm respectfully asking you to verify. Thank you so much. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Very good. How are you? My prediction is I'm doing well. My prediction on this nurses in Houston, Texas situation, this is going to go all the way up to the Supreme Court. It's going to be heard, and it's going to be ruled unconstitutional because of illegal search and seizure. What do you think? I, well, I don't know if, if you're right on the, on the illegal search and seizure, but I hope you're right. I hope it goes up, and I hope it's ruled unconstitutional because I don't need somebody in a robe who can barely fit in it to tell me that it's constitutional to force American citizens to put a chemical into their body. I think it is outrageous. It is beyond Orwellian, and we, if this is the case, we have lost the principles of America. I'll be back in 22 hours.